Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for a very spooky, spooky. Friday the 13th in October. Whoa. Whoa. The best Friday the 13th you can ask for. The Devil's Day. <laughs> the Devil's Day. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes. I'm joined by Blessing at Ayoye Jr. You have any special plans for the Devil's Day? Um, I, I do, actually. I'm going on a not one, not two, but triple date tonight oh yeah with uh with gia some of my best friends from middle school and some of my my former best friends from middle school that i haven't seen in 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 a quite a long Since time middle school um we we caught up every once in a while but it's like we used to be really really close but then you know just kind of things have fallen off but um yeah i know it's, 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 i'm excited for that should Very be cool exciting. what are the what are the date plans are you doing are you going to a haunted house or is it no no we're just going we're going to uh this this restaurant that like i've been to before and i'm like guys i don't think we should go here it's not that great mm -hmm. uh because last time i went there it was just me and gia and we were the only people there and you know when you're the only people at a restaurant already yeah. the vibes are feeling kind of weird and then they give you a lot of extra attention and then it gets even weirder because it's like i feel like every time this happens they end up giving you a bunch of free stuff oh hey try that you should try this you should try that. it's on the house it's on the house and now all of a sudden i'm like well, okay well no one's here because this place isn't that good mm -hmm. and now i have a whole bunch of food in front of me that i feel like i need to eat <laughs> yeah where you don't want to eat it yeah like, you're just like, being forced to eat a bunch of food where you're like oh this is mid like, yeah. it's not bad enough to where it's like you want to walk out, but it's not good enough to where it's like, I want to do this. Yeah. It's got a bunch of, a bunch of what, what kind of food was it? What was the cuisine? Um, it was, uh, it's a Vietnamese fusion. And okay. some of the stuff was good, but like some of it, I was just like, yeah, this just ain't, ain't. there's just so, so much good Vietnamese in San Francisco. So it was like, whose eh. idea was it to go here then? Um, it, it, my friend that I haven't seen in a long time. Mm. And I was like, if I'm being you honest, you didn't have it in you to be like, ah, actually, no, I did. Uh -huh. I, I told him everything I just told you. I told them, okay. uh, but it was more, I didn't have it in me to come up with a better plan. And this place, very close to my house. Okay. So it was the convenience so factor. Like, I get that. I get that. <laughs> it's like, you know what? All right, cool. I don't have to cross a bridge. I don't have to, like, you know, yeah. veer through traffic. Well, actually, because they did suggest another place that was, like, pretty deep uh, South Bay. And I'm like, I know that place is way better. But I even, I, hey, I was being straight up with them. I'm like, that place is better. But this place is closer to my house, so yeah. let's just do it. I get it. I, I mean, at that point, it's for the hangs, right? Second yeah, for the exactly. What what do you got going on tonight? Oh, absolutely nothing. Good. I don't know what I'm... I think I might... What, is uh, the new episode of Gen V out? Is that a Thursday night thing? Oh, it is? Last night, yeah? Yeah, so I, I'm probably going to do that. Yeah. Right? I might just chill. Play, I'm not, I might not even play video games. Wow. Because I need a break. You do, dude. I'm you tired. deserve that break. I've played so many video games in the last two months. Yeah. And I think I've hit the point where I'm like, nothing else. Yeah. I know, like, I'm, I'm you at the restaurant where I'm like, stop bringing just me stop. stop bringing me food. No, totally. I'm just going to chill. I'm going to watch some television. Because, like, I feel like every year there's always something that has to give, right? Where, like, last year I didn't watch many movies at all. Like, I put up my letterbox list of movies I saw last year. And I was like, man, I've not watched shit. And so this, this year I've been watching hella movies. But what that means is that I'm not watching TV at all. Yeah. And so, and granted, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like this has been a weak TV year. No, I mean, I feel like it's been, no, no, there's, no? Been, there's been some, no, so we got, some we got hitters. Dave, uh, yeah, but we always have Dave. It's been all, well, that's the, we don't always, yeah. it feels that way, but it's like, it's, mm. it's more of an every other year type thing uh, okay. with, with Dave. I, I feel like there's been some hitters. There's been some misses as well, but I think we're really thriving right now, man. What's like, the, in 2023, what are the top what, top five TV shows? Hard for me to like off the top, okay. bring it up. I, I'll have to think about it a little bit, but I mean, Gen V right now is the end. Gen I know you're sick. watching it, so you you know what's up. If you guys aren't watching Gen V, get on it, man. It is so damn good. Loki's a fun time. We're going to talk about that on oh, the screencast yeah. Reservation later Dogs, today. Uh, final season, I think, just uh, came out too. Which one is that? Reservation Dogs? Uh, it's about uh, native kids in like the middle of the country okay. it's like produced by taika watiti oh and it's an fx joint yes anything FX the bear does. season two oh was you're this right year. yeah the bear was this year the bear season <laughs> you're right okay yeah you're right you're right the bear season two is fucking secession sick. oh my god yeah holy shit dude yeah but i i'm not watching i need to the last right. of us the last was yeah, yes. Man. You're right. And okay you're right Rushers out now but uh anyway thing, things are great here's the thing bless i need to tell you a story because i 
<laughs> God damn. What are you looking at? What are you... Oh, Jesus Christ. I got got. I got got. So, <laughs> Tim, I walked onto the set. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I was too focused on Skelly over here. That was like a really good slate of hand. Where you, you came over here, you put down Skelly. Goddamn fucking monster! Get it out of here! It really does pop up in the random places. Like yesterday, I was uh, getting ready to PS Love You, and I look and I see it. I see it just face toward the door of the streaming room. And like, if uh, it, it was meant to freak out Snow White Mike, but it still freaked me out because I was like, who yeah. the yeah. fuck is this child? Really no, it, quick, it I, you every time. I did. If, if y'all want to check out Mike playing more Kingdom Hearts yesterday, obviously check that out. He's getting close to the end of Kingdom Hearts 1. <laughs> uh, but we did capture on stream. Uh, I, I snuck in the creepy girl into the actual streaming room and had it face him. So if he ever got up, that'd be the first thing he saw. So if you want to, if you want to find that, there's a special moment of him getting up on stream and freaking the fuck out. So <sighs> hell yeah, what yeah. a time to be alive. You know, let, let's get into. There's a lot of video game news to talk about. Yeah, so let's is. do just that because this is kind of funny. Games Daily today's stories include Microsoft completes its Activision acquisition. Finally, <laughs> it is done. We may rest. Uh, Sonic Superstars reviews are out uh, and a whole bunch more. Of course, this is kind of funny. Games Daily each and every weekday we come at you live with all the video game news that you need to know it's at 10 a.m pacific you can watch it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games youtube.com slash kind of funny games if you can't watch live you can watch later on youtube or roosterteeth.com you can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny games daily and we'll be right there for you uh if you are watching live you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong uh and remember you can use epic creator code kind of funny on all epic store and epic in-game purchases and at no extra cost to you we get some of that money and it's great and it helps the world go round but if you want to help the world go round even more and allow us to do bigger and crazier things like enjoy this beautiful, beautiful studio that we've had for an entire year now, bless. An entire this year. This is the year anniversary of the spare bedroom. And the smoke machines. It's wild. Absolutely wild. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Can I give myself a year wrong? Yes. Because I'm pretty sure a year ago, mm -hmm. I said that these smoke machines weren't going to make it past <laughs> week three. And here they are, <laughs> and baby. The and and, and you know later, what? And you, both these smoke machines are functioning. You, you were yeah. almost Hell right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like you were almost right. I can't believe we made it this far. It was touch and go for a while. I love it, man. We need more of them. Uh, Patreon.com slash kind of funny might make that happen. Uh, I guess you the show ad free. You get a whole bunch of bonus content and you get to watch a lot of the shows live as we record them. A little housekeeping for you. We're throwing a meet and greet fundraiser for Extra Life. Uh, well, Square Pie Guys is actually doing it. You all can come hang out with some of us on October 20th. 25th celebrating the launch of the kind of funny pizza a buffalo chicken pie and raising money for the big beautiful kids all the proceeds from the tickets will go to our extra life fundraising you'll be entered to win a whole bunch of cool prizes and you get some good pizza uh you can go get tickets at kind of funny.com slash spg party for more information on that uh, a new episode of ps i love you xoxo is up right now and the crew ranks the best spider-man games you can check that out i feel like this is one that we should have had tim gettys on i feel yeah. like you got some opinions on spider-man oh i definitely do you, can you name off a top, a top five spider-man I mean, not, not even a ranked just a top five well top five i feel like uh, and this includes games including spider-man because one of mine was marvel vs. capcom Oh shit! I mean, okay, that that's very difficult then, because yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom two for Marvel sure. Snap probably uh, in there for you. Oh, Marvel Snap! I mean, yeah, fucking, he's in there. So yeah, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Hell yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's um, really good. Obviously, the Insomniac games. I feel like I would count all of them in yeah. some way. Um, at least that's uh, five right there. And Miles. Um, can't talk about Spider Man two. Um, but the uh, the real answer for me that I think is very important to shout out is Never Never Stops Spider Spider Man one. Yep. Because that is definitely the thing that got me to fall in absolute love with Spider-Man. Like, that was the turning point for me where I'm like, Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters, IP, in existence. Where I had watched the, the cartoons when I was little, but that game really was what introduced me to the the rogues gallery. And Stan Lee being the creator. and Because like, he was the, the voice. He yeah, was, was the narrator. narrator. Like, there was something about that that just, uh, they nailed it. And also, it was never soft, which, like, Tony Hawk, come on. Very I, I miss the abilities in that one. Yeah. Like they had like the dumb like web dome where he yeah. dome himself out with webs and then explode. He had the thing where he would turn his fists into webs. Bring that back. I yeah. feel like that would work in Insomniac Spider-Man. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, but yeah, you can check that out now on YouTube.com slash games and the PS I Love You XO XO uh, podcast feed. 
Over on Patreon, there's new Remember Blank going up where the crew remembers their favorite Comic-Con memories. And I want to give a shout out to our Patreon producers, Jedi Master Deadpool and Delaney Twining. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, today we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. I played Neversoft Spider-Man for the first time on the Nintendo 64. Was it on the Nintendo 64? Oh, it was, and it was rough, but I didn't know I was a dumb kid. I don't think I, I know realized the differences. that. I mean, the N64 had so many issues, mainly that like the, the CDs could hold so much more data than the cartridges could. So like the, the sound quality was just absolute garbage. Terrible, yeah. The amount of sound that could even be on it was like lessened. So like the loops would be a lot quicker. Like I remember I even played Tony Hawk one. The, my first Tony Hawk experience was N64. That's insane. Blasphemy. That's insane. Um, but the, it couldn't even hold an entire song from Tony Hawk. Like it would loop after like 45 mm, seconds. That's fucked up. Yeah. yeah it was I real bad. That. My first Tony Hawk experience was a demo on PC. Hell yeah. Yeah. At my friend's house. And I, house, they had to tear me away from that computer. <laughs> like it was, it was a problem because I kept playing it. I was like, what is this game? Like yep. I'm having such a good time. So damn good. Um, but story number one, Microsoft completes Activision Blizzard acquisition. This comes from Tom Warren at The Verge. Microsoft has finalized its $68.7 billion deal to acquire Activision Blizzard, the publisher of Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Diablo. The Verge exclusively reported last week that Microsoft was planning to close today, and now it's official. The acquisition required 20 months of battles with regulators in the UK and US, but Microsoft has closed its Activision Blizzard deal after defeating the Federal Trade Commission. Why did you need to phrase it that way? First off, the acquisition required 20 months of battles, which like we've reported on, so I understand it, but also it was 20 months of battles. 20 months of battles is a long time, but also the battles is hilarious. But do they make it sound like war? Defeated <laughs> the Federal Trade Trade Commission. In like, they want to say Trade Federation so bad. Like they want to make did. this Star Wars. I did. Where's Newt Gunray at? Uh, and restructuring the deal to appease the Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, in the UK. Quote, we love gaming. We play games, create games, and know firsthand how much gaming means to all of us as individuals and collectively as a community. And today, we officially welcome Activision Blizzard and their teams to Xbox, says Xbox Chief Phil Spencer. As one team, we'll learn, innovate, and continue to deliver on our promise to bring the joy and community of gaming to more people. We'll do this in a culture that strives to empower everyone to do their best work, where all people are welcome, and is centered on our ongoing commitment of gaming for everyone. The deal is Microsoft's largest acquisition ever, far in excess of the $26 billion Microsoft paid to acquire LinkedIn in 2016 and the $7.5 billion it paid to acquire Bethesda in 2021. This is Microsoft's biggest ever push into gaming, and the company said at the original announcement of this mega deal that it will now be the third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and Sony. Microsoft now plans to add many of Activision Blizzard's games to Xbox Game Pass. Quote, today we start the work to bring beloved Activision, Blizzard, and King franchises to Game Pass and other platforms. We will share more about when you can expect to play in the coming months. We know you're excited, and we are too. Nice to have that weight off of our shoulders yep. of like the anticipation, the speculation, the what does this mean, the CMA blocking it, but then also, oh, what about the FTC? Oh, but what about, what also about like Europe, right? Like, I'm glad that we're past all this and now we're just at the final moment of, hey, like this happened. We can now talk about it as official, right? Like this is a thing that uh, th that's going down. The, the, a few fascinating things, right? Like Microsoft being the third behind Tencent and Sony. If you would ask me to rank like the top three, like yeah. who are the top three highest earning revenues in video games? Like I, I don't think I would have done Sony, Tencent, and then Microsoft in that order. Definitely not. Like I, I it wasn't that order though. Tencent's I, first. Wait, is Tencent first? Is I Tencent mean, at least in order of how they they said it here, behind Tencent and Sony. I I don't know if that is ranked, but mm -hmm. it says third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and Sony. That is wild. That's it is. Case. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that's that that stuck out to me in terms of like, damn, that's that's crazy, that's wild. Uh, but then the other thing is here, uh, there was a Xbox organization chart that was tweeted out by Clobril and Barrett. I have that at the top at the bottom of the article if you want to pull it up, and it really does a good job at displaying just like the how wild this is right like when you look at the amount of studios that you have under activision right the amount of studios in ip i should say that are under blizzard and how you compare that to bethesda and how you compare that to xbox game studios 
Like, they're triple the size of a Sony, right? They're oh, triple yeah. the size of a Nintendo. This is ridiculous when you look at it all zoomed out like this. It's utterly ridiculous because what we're looking at here are teams. These are not games. I feel like other companies couldn't even do this with, with games. game logos. Oh, right? yeah. So this is actually teams that a lot of these have multiple teams within them that can be working on multiple projects. It's it's absolutely wild. I love that my boy Crash is getting some love there. Uh, real quick, of course, there's memes for days, and everybody's tweeting about this from every perspective. Uh, the most important one I saw was from uh, Mike Minotti, who says, can't believe Microsoft has owned Activision for literally hours and still hasn't announced a new Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Mm. And I'm with you, man. Mm. I'm with Bars. you. <laughs> Bars right there. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is wild. And like to your point of, you know, it's been 20 months of battles that we're finally on this other side of it's done. We can move on. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the ramifications of this for years forever. to come, yeah. potentially forever. And um, what excites me about this is that we're finally moving on from at least this era of the legal battles and FTCs not letting me be and all that stuff. But like the, the thing I will say in like in terms of like you know shout out to all this happening. I've learned so much, so much, dude. <laughs> I've learned Straight so up. much about how the legal system works, yep. about how how acquisitions work, right? About about trials and like having different territories, having their own different divisions that are responsible and having to go through all of those. I've become, I've become a changed man. I feel it's like I'm like, taking a college course. That's, honestly, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Are we experts? Absolutely not. No. Not even close. But we're, we're at least aware of a couple like, things that we were this, not before. Next time this happens, we're going to be so equipped. Yes. You're like, yeah. all right, what does the FTC thing? All right. Hey, well, how does this apply to cloud gaming? Yeah. Well, like, we are, we are so set for the exactly. next time Exactly. But what excites me is, although we got to learn a lot of all that, we are now in our Duffy. We are now going to be oh, able yeah. to talk about things we understand, which is video games yep. and how that all works within the ecosystem. So we'll see how this all um, starts to shake out over the, the coming weeks, months, years. Um, but Phil, in his messaging here, seems pretty dead set on we will start seeing things soon in terms of like what is coming to game pass um what do you think we see first i don't know i mean honestly i this is the that funny troubling issue where they technically weren't really allowed to be making plans officially until things are done now that things are done how much have things not formally been planned out but they are like, all right, yeah. cool. Pull that lever. Now push they can, that put, now they can <laughs> put things on paper officially. Exactly. Yeah. You know? When are we getting Tony Hawk on Game Pass, Tim? Dude, that's the thing. I, I, I think what I'm most interested in is how extensive this all is because mm -hmm. there's so many different strategies that Microsoft can employ now in terms of Game Pass of are they going to do more of a drip feed type thing and like treat things like events of dropping. Here's the Tony Hawk games, whatever one they end up adding. Again, licensing issues with music. I feel like so much of Activision's back catalog um, is unlikely to show up when you start looking at like the old Marvel games or um, the, I mean, Activision's just had so many IP-based things or yeah. even like licensed soundtrack uh, type games that I don't know that we'll ever like actually Guitar see Hero. them. Guitar Hero is a great example, yeah. right? Um, all of those things I, I doubt that are going to pop up. Um, and if they do, it's going to be exciting. Are they going to want to do that as one giant drop of, yo, every single thing we could possibly put on Game Pass now is there? Or do they kind of do, here's the Call of Duty collection. Here's the this collection and like try to make moments out of it. I mean, that's the Nintendo way of doing exactly. it. Exactly. And like for the first time ever, Microsoft has enough of a back catalog due to this acquisition to pull a Nintendo. Yeah. I mean, I'm so, I'm fascinated uh, about this on the side of, I imagine it's so overwhelming for the Xbox leadership team to look at now look at this and go all right like what do, where do we even start with all this right because you talk about the different IP you talk about the different um you know franchises and brands that you have under Activision Blizzard let alone what you had as Xbox already let alone what you have under the Bethesda brand and you know you look at the army of studios that you have as Xbox Studios now between Bethesda Activision Blizzard and it is how do we divide this up how, what do we bring back? You know, you bring up names like Guitar Hero. We bring up names like Tony Hawk, right? And these are well-known, um, you know, legendary franchises that, that have, like, you know, been a mainstay in video games or at least had their moment in time where when you think about video games, you think about these franchises, right? Like, Guitar Hero has been that. Tony Hawk has been that. Are you going to bring those back? How do you bring those back? Are they worth bringing those back? And there's so many conversations to have in terms of, like, going franchise to franchise and asking the questions of, how do we bring this back even if we do? And dude, what's so interesting is there's m so many different elements to talk about here where you say bring back. Mm -hmm. 
Does that mean bring back old ones to Game Pass? Does that mean bring back new iterations? Does that mean reboot, remake, yeah. and sequel? And, yeah, all of that, right? Like, even in my head, it, obviously, like, franchise per franchise, but I look at Guitar Hero and we talk about how, yeah, it's probably difficult to just bring a Guitar Hero back because of all the licensing stuff involved, right? If you're going to bring back Guitar Hero, I guess you bring it back as a reboot, but then it is... How do are we gonna do the physical thing? You have to if it's a guitar hero. Is that viable? Best buys aren't even selling physical media anymore. <laughs> like, are people gonna show up to, be, to Best Buy to buy a guitar hero guitar? You know, you start to ask those questions. You can go over to Tony Hawk and you go, "All right, like Tony Hawk three plus four. Do we greenlight it? Do we make that a thing? Is that gonna be worth? <laughs> please do. But is that gonna be worthwhile for us as Xbox? Or do we make a new Tony Hawk? Do we make a Tony Hawk platform? You know, do we make a games as a service Tony Hawk? And so who's gonna make Tony it? Hawk Infinite? <laughs> Oh, dude, I'll, I'll fucking take it, please. Uh, what's extra exciting to me about this, and again, there's so there's pros and cons, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this now. We've talked about so many of the cons for months. We've talked about yeah. so many of the pros for months. With where this is at, looking at this infographic, as a gamer that's excited to play games, there's a lot to be excited about. And Activision has always been one of the biggest players in the game, but they never felt like they had the presence that a lot of the other uh, groups did and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that they didn't ever have E3 press conferences, right? Mm-hmm. They, they would have E3, E3 shows. Like I remember like, but Eminem comes out and Rihanna comes out and they do yeah. a concert for the people that are there. They're not making announcements at their own showcase. Like that's just not Activision's uh, MO, but they will show up. Call of Duty will show up at whoever's the biggest dick in the room yeah. uh, that year between PlayStation or Xbox, that generation, right? At their shows and take up a, a big part of their, their showcase. That's kind of changed over the years to... Call of Duty kind of having its own showcases and own yeah, events. Call of Duty event. Year after year, because Call of Duty's kind of just become the biggest thing ever. But Call of Duty's also kind of become Activision. Activision's become Call of Duty. They've become yeah. one in the same. I feel what's so exciting about this is we think when we start doing our predictions for Summer Game Fest E3 timeframe Microsoft showcase, what the fuck is that going to look like? I mean, Les? is. It's not going to be called the Xbox Bethesda Showcase anymore, right? It's going to be called the Xbox Bethesda Activision Showcase. King, Blizzard. <laughs> like, like, or they just call it Xbox. That's the thing is, like, I wonder at what point, like, do they keep Activision as a name? They kept Bethesda mm-hmm. because Bethesda meant something good. Does Activision mean anything good? I think so. I think for, I, it's that weird tiered layer thing of when you, when you go online and you find the gamers that are on the Reddits, that are on the forums, that are on, like, that are you know, really in their Duffy in terms of being in the know. For a lot of that audience, no. Like, they see the name Activision, and it is, oh, the Call of Duty guys that keep making the same game every year and, like, Money Hungry and all that. Like, that is what you think of when you think of Activision. But when you zoom out and you just think of what Activision, the name Activision means to anybody who's just familiar with video games, there is a legacy there, right? There is the idea of, oh, Activision was the name that was at the top of, like the Tony Hawk game that I booted up or the guitar or like, or Call of Duty and Call of Duty does mean a good thing for so many people, even though when you're in the Duffy, then it's like, okay, well, man, maybe I might have issues here and there. It is still a big name in the way that, yeah, I think you do keep the name. I also think you keep the name in the sense that the Xbox as a publisher now is the biggest publisher ever. And I think it gets really confusing now when you, if you were to get rid of the Bethesda and Activision names and King and Blizzard and go, this is all just Microsoft now, I think then it gets really muddy. I think you need these divisions to help define what these things are. Totally see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. T- businessman Tim, who's not a businessman. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business. Man. Man. <laughs> I had to right. do it. I had to <laughs> fucking do it. Uh, no, the, uh, I would totally just fucking do it, even with Bethesda. Keep Bethesda Softworks right game works mm-hmm. as uh, uh as a team but yeah. it's actually that's the game, game studio but that's the game studio yeah you're thinking, you. you're thinking of the other one yeah there's a softworks in there <laughs> keep those as the different teams but have it be xbox game studios get rid of the activision get rid of the bethesda and fucking own it because everything you just said about activision and people think about activision they see the splash title before imagine if it was xbox you're building that brand you're getting people to be like damn the moment they can get the general populace to think when they think Call of Duty, they think Xbox, which I don't know that will that will ever happen. Mm. Even if Xbox or even if Call of Duty is on PlayStation, which it's gonna be, um, if that starts off with that Xbox, it's like that. That's I think it'll powerful, be there regardless. Man. Like I think you get oh, shit, both of them. Yeah, yeah I think hey, you get the yeah. Xbox logo and the Activision logo at the top of Call of Duty when you boot it up on PlayStation. 
you know, I think you're going to get, and let, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Is it like that with Minecraft already? Like, let, let me know. Cause I assume it's I mean, there. it's like that with the uh, Psychonauts. Like you get the Xbox logo if you play Psychonauts 2 on uh, yeah. PlayStation. So already, I think you're going to have that branding. Um, I think it's that, it's that tough thing too, where I, man, I have no idea how this is going to go for Xbox, right? Like I, I think on ter in terms of the, the money move aspect of it, right? I think they're doing the right thing for Xbox and Microsoft in terms of, hey, now we have we have access to it all. We have access to Activision. We have access to it. We own it all. From the strategy and planning aspect of this, man, again, I put myself in the shoes of a Phil Spencer or the shoes of anybody, of anybody who's at the top of Xbox Game Studios having to organize all this. And, you know, we talk about PlayStation and Nintendo as far as Nintendo has an identity. Nintendo has organization. Nintendo... Like there is a there is an expectation you have when Nintendo announces a new game. You you can see the vibrant the vibrancy of it. You can see the charm of it. You can see what a Nintendo game is, and there's a level of quality associated there because Nintendo works with Nintendo, and like you know there is a standard. PlayStation is the same thing. When we think of PlayStation Studios, you think of Horizon, Last of Us, Uncharted, God of War. There is a there is an expectation and a level of quality that you expect out of that because it's PlayStation. Both PlayStation and Nintendo. I think have this catalog of studios that are manageable in that sort of way, right? Like they are in terms of studios, right? They are sized like a publisher that you, that you can have that kind of collaboration between teams. Xbox, again, I don't, I don't, I don't know the official number now that you have for studios, but again, you are triple the size of either Nintendo or PlayStation in terms of the, the, the game studios you have. And so I think in that way, you got to have Activision. You got to have Bethesda, right? See? They they have to be able to organize, and Bethesda games have to feel like Bethesda games. I think that that so that's so interesting because you're right. Like the breadth, the amount of content there is just organization is in, is key and important for just like the sanity of of consumers and from the people uh, leading for, the business. Yeah. But to your point about the Nintendo, PlayStation, um, Xbox side of things, I'll even add uh, Ubisoft to that as well, because I feel like Ubisoft is the most comparable to one of them in terms of the amount of worldwide studios that they have. Mm -hmm. It's funny to look at Nintendo where, and I'm I, of course people that listen to the show and people that are on video game forums and stuff know more than most people about this stuff. But the reality is Nintendo doesn't present its games as anything more than Nintendo games. Yep. They don't yeah. present it as this team's game or this team's game. It's about the game, meaning Nintendo, the energy, the understanding of Nintendo. That is through every single thing that they put out. That's why there's an excitement because it almost feels equal. Like we might know what team's working on this game versus that game, but the reality is Nintendo's making this game. Mm -hmm. PlayStation has done a great job of making it about the team and the game. People know about Sony Santa Monica, Naughty Dog, Insomniac, Gorilla differently than they do the Nintendo teams. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying every single person in the world, but I am saying I think it's it's pretty fair to say that a lot more people know about Naughty Dog. Than yeah, I feel, I feel like the mainstream, like if you're watching Game Awards on Spike TV, if Game Awards is still on Spike TV, if you see the Naughty Dog logo, that means something to a lot of yes. people that are watching. Yeah, whereas the Nintendo logo means something yeah, to people. Yeah, not Nintendo EAD or whatever. Exactly. And you look at Xbox, they clearly want to go the way of Xbox. Sorry, of PlayStation. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do the Nintendo thing, right? Yeah. So because of that, I feel like, I, I think that, there is a future where they get rid of the Bethesda and Activision and it's Xbox and they focus more on the teams that are making those games because like that infographic is powerful. Yeah. And if they can, if they can, I think, fix the wrongs of Activision, of which there are many, 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 but one of them that I want to focus on here is what they did to Activision as a whole. Activision had many, many teams working on many, many projects, many IP, all this stuff. Then they took all of them and consolidated to you guys are working on Call of Duty and Overwatch, and that's it. Mm -hmm. I feel like getting rid of the Activision part of it, or keep the Activision, make it Activision, like rebrand Activision to mean specific things, whatever those are, whether it's even just Call of Duty is made by Activision. Yeah, cool. You know, yeah. um, which is that, and I hate to say this even, but the, the combined team of the Vicarious Visions and the... Um, uh, you know, all the different Call of Duty, Sledgehammer, yeah, Sledgehammer Infinity War, like all of those, Treyarch, exactly. Um, but then you look at a Toys for Bob and you let them live, <laughs> separate them from Activision, see, just I, it's it, Xbox Game Studios, and Toys I can for Bob. see that. I think that makes sense if you were to take a Toys for, for Bob and go, hey, we're not branding you Activision anymore, we are branding you Xbox, and you go to like wherever that works. I don't know how many more places that works, right? Like, if I was to be, get random, right, like Obsidian, you work better for Activision. Like, I don't think that is, but like, you know, I totally understand the idea of 
how do we lean this up in a way where Activision means something, right? When you think, when you see Activision, sure, let's say you think Call of Duty. Let's really double down and like, hey, if you're on Activision and you're not making Call of Duty, we're just going to make you Xbox Game Studio now, right? Hey, if you're Bethesda and like you're working on, let's say we give you an IP and now you're, um, as a Bethesda Game Studio, your main IP is Gears of War, we're just going to make you an Xbox thing, right? Like, I think dividing in that way could work. I, 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 I get really nervous about the idea of just the breadth of studios and the organizational aspect of, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm admittedly, right? I'm not the most educated on like, who all has what role at Xbox in the way that I understand it more for PlayStation. But at Xbox, there, I imagine there's somebody who's in charge of Xbox Game Studios who is, hey, you report to me for, you know, checking up on what the first party projects are, right? Like my job is first party and making sure that we all got our shit together. I can't imagine being that person and being in charge of it all, right? You got to have Feel 10. Like you need it. You got to have 10 of those people. But I, yeah. You got to have an, like, that is now a team. Oh, Like, I mean, that job that would be one or two people, that is. Oh, for sure. Ten people. Now. But I still think it all goes up to Phil. And yeah. then under Phil, you get that leadership team to expand and have focus in different areas. And, but, and, like, and I think the way you do that is, I think, let's say Phil's the one at the top, right? You have Phil at the top, but then you also have somebody who's in, who is, you are the Blizzard person, and you are in charge of making sure Blizzard projects are, are good, right? You are the first party Activision person. This is your division. You are the Bethesda person. That's your division. And you are the Xbox Game Studios person. This is your division. I think that is four different people king. that had to, and the King person, right? So let's say that's, you are five different people who are now reporting to me, Phil Spencer, who is at the top of it all, making sure that as a business, Xbox First Party is operating well, right? But like, I think each of these divisions, Xbox, Bethesda, Activision, Blizzard, and King, have to have people at the top of each in order for that to work, just because it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. But I, I, I mean, we know already, like even just the leadership team over at Xbox, right? With like with Sarah Bondu and stuff, with Matt Booty, with uh, like all of them. There are, and uh, even with Bethesda, um, like their team, they kept all of them, right? And it's just like they let them keep functioning the way that they have. I, we'll see. There's going to be so many questions to be answered here. Yeah. But I think the fact that now these acquisitions are completed, both the Bethesda one being done a couple of years ago, and now we're a couple of years in. So I feel like we are finally at the point that Bethesda is pure Xbox. There's not questions of, will this come here? Will this come there? Whatever. It's like they have, I mean, Starfield being the shining example of that. Um, we are still now years away from seeing this moment for uh, Activision Blizzard King of what that actually looks like. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that, I think we're gonna have a lot of insane games dailies coming up where we wake up and Xbox Wire post a, a blog post that oh, is yeah. like saying some shit that we're like, for reals? Like, I hope you're doing so. what? Like, I hope so. Like, I think in terms of, obviously we, we've talked about the cons and all the stuff and industry consolidation and I stand by all that, right? But like, I am excited to see what are the ways in which Activision is gonna change in the exciting ways. Are we gonna see, like, Bobby Kotick had the quote earlier this week that I take with a grain of salt, but like he was talking about the return yeah. of Guitar Hero, and I'm like, are we gonna see that? Because that could be exciting, right? Are we gonna see Crash Bandicoot get more games? Crash, are Spyro, we gonna, Tony Hawk, man. Give, give Banjo Kazooie to Toys for Bob, my guy. Straight up. Straight Somebody up. do that. You know, like, are, if, when we start seeing those moves, that's gonna be an exciting time. And mm -hmm. I'm very excited for those games daily. Yep. Gonna be absolutely wild. Um, let's move on to story number two here. Uh, controversial Activision Blizzard boss Bobby Kotick to remain CEO until end of 2023. This comes from Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Following confirmation of Microsoft's buyout of Activision Blizzard, controversial CEO Bobby Kotick has confirmed he will remain the boss of the Call of Duty maker only until the end of 2023. In an email to Activision Blizzard employees, Kotick said to Xbox boss, Xbox boss, Phil Spencer uh, had asked him to stick around as CEO to the end of this year, suggesting an exit in 2024. Uh, I have long said that I'm fully committed to helping with the transition. Phil's asked me to stay on as CEO of APK, reporting to him, and we have agreed that I will do that through the end of this year. We both look forward to working together on a smooth integration for our teams and players. Absolutely no surprise here. You know, yeah. like, obviously, fuck Bobby Kotick. We've talked about that a million times, and we continue, we will continue to do so. He's going to be gone in a couple months. He's going to be gone with way more money than this motherfucker deserves. Yeah, that's the, that's the tough thing about it is that, like, of course, wish this was like, a, oh, Bobby Kotick is out today. I think on, on the realistic uh, realistic side of it, right, like, there, I'm sure there has to be a trans transitional period for it to be the baton pass. But at least it sounds like he's going to be gone sooner or later. And that is a good thing. Of course, he's going to make a lot of money. He's already made a lot of money. Here's the thing. The, like, the, the way I see this is 
yes, it, it would be nice for him to just fucking get booted and be like, no, fuck you. Yeah. That's not how business works. That's not how life works. And the team needs a transition. And him being underfilled, this is what needs to happen to give Xbox the best chance at an active everybody involved, the best chance at having a better future and having that future happen uh smoother and quicker than yeah. than than possible otherwise. Um, but yeah. And also it's October 13th. Mm-hmm. We're talking about two and a half months. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were making it Friday the 13th. No, 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 no. I'm just like, like, it's, this like, is our luck. You know? this, this, he's gonna be here. Yeah. But yeah, I really hope he's gone uh, yeah. by 2024. And I mean I, I think that he will be. I, I think that like maybe not January first, but I do mm-hmm. think that uh, that, th- that what they're saying here is going to actually stick. Uh, but we won't have to wait too long to find out about that. Uh, we have Sonic Superstars review roundup coming up. But before we get to that, bless, let me tell you a word from our sponsors. This episode's brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. You can bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. There's a ton of these football games happening, and each and every one, you're going to want to be there on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook book app now and you can use code kind of funny new customers can score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the nfl that's code kind of funny only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl the crown is yours if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york you can call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y which is 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling you can call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void and ONT. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms responsible. Gaming resources. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Story number three, Sonic Superstars Review Roundup. It's currently sitting at a 74 on Metacritic. And a 74 on Open Critic. Uh, Jada Griffin at IGN gave it a 7 out of 10, saying, I started Hedgehog over Heels for Sonic Superstars, but the more time I put into it, the easier it was for me to see its Eggman-sized flaws. The decision to focus more on exploration was a great idea on paper and creates a unique dynamic to each level, but I wish it hadn't sacrificed speed in exchange. The boss designs are creative and clever, but often wear out their welcome with long periods of being untargetable and occasionally frustrating one-hit KO mechanics. The soundtrack may not have anything as iconic as Hydro City or uh, Spring Yard Zone, but it features some excellent uh, additions to an already long list of Sonic bangers, if only the sound design was up to the same quality standard. And while the campaign's still enjoyable, Superstar's multiplayer components are far worse options than anything in past Sonic games. Like digging emeralds out of the rough, Sonic Superstar's new ideas end up feeling like a mix of both interesting and ill-advised making it an amusing sonic game but not exactly a super one um god bless there was always a beef between is it hydro city or hydrosity mm-hmm. wait which one which one did you say i missed it. well it's spelled they put a space here they very clearly are team hydro city and i'm with it jada yeah yeah i'm hydro city all the way yeah hydro city definitely makes more sense based on what the zone is yeah but like it's a hydro city. It's a drosity, baby. It's not a hydrosity. Hydrosity zone. It's just fun to say. It's that, it is fun to say. And I'll accept that in many of our hearts, it is hydrosity because it's the Sega Genesis and the fucking words just put together. It's hydro city. Let's be real. I love it. Let's man. be real. I love it. Um, damn. I, I just want to stop because I thought that was a very well-written review. It was. Yeah. And, and with everything said there, this really bums me out because, well, first off, we haven't played this yet. No. Uh, we didn't get codes for this, which 
little weird. I don't necessarily think that there was shenanigans at play, but I do think it's surprising we surprised, didn't get codes yeah. for this because um, we normally do get codes for these things, and like we did request them. Um, but I I'm bummed out because this review, like just the first time we saw the game. I feel like we could have wrote this review already. Yeah. Like that bums me out. Yeah. That, like, it just, it, it delivered exactly what it looked like and it, it should have been more. It really should it's have been It's the part more. where Jada says that uh, the new ideas end up feeling like a mix of both interesting and ill-advised. That's the part where you're hoping that, okay, maybe the new, hopefully yeah. the new ideas are the thing they get right. Right, because that is what you want out of this. The art style isn't necessarily the most appealing thing to me. The like, in fact, mm -hmm. unappealing. Unappealing, yeah. <laughs> like it's like just make it Sonic Mania. Like just make it the thing that we want. But yeah, like I don't really like how the art style is, and like for me, that's such a huge factor into a two D Sonic game. Um, but like, hopefully the soundtrack hits. I don't know if the soundtrack's gonna hit. Right, like if, if, even if those two things slip up for this game that looks like it's trying to do new things, at least I hope the new things hit. And Jada not liking the new things. I'm like, oh, damn. All right, cool. Well, yeah. here we are. Here we are. Chris Scullion at VGC gives it a four out of five, saying Sonic Superstars absolutely nails the classic 16-bit Sonic gameplay. Its power-ups are hit or miss, and its extra modes and co-op will divide opinion. But fans of the Mega Drive slash Genesis days will adore the way this mixes that old feel with a new look. Uh, and then Alex Donaldson at VG247 says three or gives it a three out of five uh, and its core mission Sonic Superstars is successful. It recreates the foundation of 2D Sonic, some of the finest platformers ever made. Well, good for you, Alex. Hello, Alex. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> stick, uh, stick to your truth. <laughs> unfortunately, the new elements layered atop that are rather hit or miss. I personally don't think this is anywhere near as good as Mania, but it's good. In fact, it's good enough that I expect fan debate about which game's superior to be fairly heated, which is a surefire sign that Sega's on the right track. See, this review gets me interested. Yeah. Uh, this, I think he's wild here saying that, the, that there might be debate between this and yeah, Mania. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a debate I between Mania. That. Um, but look, here's the thing. Does any of this make you want to play this game less? Not really. If I'm right? <laughs> like, it's Sonic. And so, like, so I saw somebody in chat would be like, oh, man, uh, uh, like, press F for Sonic or whatever. Like, damn, like, what a L. And it's like, bro, it's Sonic. Uh, it's, it's seven out of tens for Sonic is par for the course. This just feels that's part of the expected. experience. And like, that's, if anything, I'm disappointed it's not more. But it's not like I expected it to be more. You yeah. know, I just wanted it. Like, I just hope. I mean, Mania was one of those, like, things that just, that was a dream fucking come true. I can't believe that game actually exists and yeah. is as good as it is, but it still exists. It's still there. I can go back, can and, I can play go back and play it anytime I can we go want. back and play Sonic Origins with the bugs. <laughs> I yeah. like, still uh, love most it. Most of those it. are fixed. Yeah. The Sonic Origins Plus came out. Yeah, and then but, Plus came out and then like reintroduced a bunch of new bullshit. Oh, fucking but um, yeah, like, I mean, flashback to about a year ago, I guess 11 months ago, where I reviewed Sonic Frontiers and my review started with Sonic Frontiers is a three out of five game that I love like a five out of five. Like, this is part for the course. This is part of what it is. Like, I'm going to play Sonic um, uh, Superstars and either love it despite its flaws or like it fine. And like, I think for me as somebody who likes these games and I play them probably mostly for the nostalgia of it and just for the, I just like this type of game experience of it. I'll be fine. T. Lopes is doing some of the music. Yeah. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, you know? Tails is there. Tails is there. Knuckles is there. He's adorable. He plays Amy Rose and she has a hammer. She's, she's there. She's a hammer. Well, that's what up. it's all about. All right, we'll see. Well, uh, check in with us next week. I have a feeling that that Bless and I will will have some thoughts on this at some point. Um, now, what sucks is that, I mean, since we didn't get codes, right? And what, when does Mario Wonder come out? I forget. The like, 20th. And this is out, what, the 17th? Monday, yeah. We'll see when you get op opinions from me. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get a full <laughs> review from us yeah. on, on this one. Because I, I might... I'll, I'll, I'm probably going to play Wonder before this. Yeah. Unless, like, well, I guess it's Sonic, so I could knock it out in probably a day and a half. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Story number four. Ubisoft exec says physical sales may continue to fall, but they're not going away. This comes from Tom Ivan at IGN. Ubisoft executive Chris Early foresees a future where physical game sales may continue to decline, but he doesn't think they'll ever go away completely. The Assassin's Creed publisher recently agreed to acquire cloud gaming rights outside the European economic area for all Activision Blizzard games released over the next 15 <laughs> years, because that makes sense to everybody. Uh, and while the company is betting on streaming revolutionizing the games industry in the same way it's transformed the TV and film businesses, Early, who was an influential figure in the negotiations for the Activision rights, thinks physical sales will always have a place. There's a collector edition market. Ubisoft's SVP, Strategic Partnerships and Business Development, told the company's website. There's the aspect of gifting physical items 
in allowing access for people to be able to easily purchase a game in a store and gift them to their friends or family. Some people will always want to own the physical disc. I just don't think it's going away. Do I think physical sales might get lower over time? Sure. But will it ever completely go away? I don't think so. You watched the Tetris movie, right? I did. One of my favorite parts of that movie was arguably the whole movie, where it was, hey, let's spend this entire film arguing about who has the like PC rights versus the cartridge rights versus the handheld rights. And like that was the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And it was riveting content. Mm-hmm. I wanna I, I feel like this would make a good modern version of that. Is like, hey, <laughs> and this will be the sequel, honestly. It's about Call of Duty and the whole Activision Blizzard thing. And now like we're introducing a new rights. It's the cloud streaming rights outside of the European economic area. Yeah. Let's, make, let's just make a whole movie about how the fuck we nail it down I mean, to those Hopefully you can rights. explain it so that it makes sense to me. Because, bless, it doesn't make sense to me still. No matter, people, get I've the, seen the chat, the I've seen comments, the people twi- tweeting at me about the shit. I'm like, I, I still don't get why it's Ubisoft. <laughs> oh, why it's Ubisoft? Yeah. Because they like streaming stuff. Oh, no. Because, like, you need it. Remember when somebody... you could play Odyssey, uh, like Odyssey on a browser that one week? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. You needed, like, a good third party who... <laughs> like you needed somebody who wasn't Microsoft, obviously. You needed somebody who probably wasn't PlayStation because that's your direct competition. Like not Nintendo I just, either. I think, I think Ubisoft got involved. Ubisoft <laughs> is. I think Ubisoft is the perfect. Hey, you don't like. Like you don't really have a stake in this. This is the plot of a Disney Channel original. This fucking thing got me again. Yeah, no, it got me just now too. God damn. Um, what? She's been there for a while. I know, but yeah, it's but we're locked out in. of my mind. We're locked. Yeah, man. we're talking about Ubisoft right here. now. But this is the plot of a Disney Channel original movie where they're just like, "Who's gonna get off the bench?" And then Ubisoft stands up. <laughs> it's just like, "I could do it." They're like, "Ah, oh, snap! Do we want you? <laughs> do we want you to do it?" No, I think it, I think it legitimately is Ubisoft has, is like such a non-competitor in everything that's going on here that like, and they, they have as Ubisoft, we have something to gain, right? Like, oh yeah, we get we get to make money by licensing Call of Duty streaming rights. Sure, and like we get we get to license it back to Activision. Fuck yeah! Like if Activision came to you, Tim, and we're like, "Hey, we want to give you the kind of funny gets <laughs> the rights," I'd be like, "We'll figure it yeah, out." Yeah, we want to give you the rights to Call of Duty, and you, you get to license it to anybody, including us, outside mm-hmm. of the European economic area. We take the rights. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Like, cool. Yeah, we do it because we're we're a third party in this. We don't have anything to gain or lose oh, I based love on it. the fucking legal ease of everything. Like, I, it makes. It's surprising. It's weird. It's left field, but I think it makes sense. Yeah. It's just weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. Totally, totally. Uh, going back to the actual story here about the, the physical sales stuff. I mean, it's just, this is a funny non-story. Like, this is definitely just taking a mm. quote that some dude said and, like, turn it, turn it into a thing. Yeah. The reality is physical games are going to go away. And I think they're going to go away a lot sooner than any of us would like them to. I am very, very sore. Bless. Uh-huh. Still sore. Over the last year, my heart has just been shrinking and getting darker and darker as every time I went to a Best Buy and saw the aisles of Blu-rays get smaller and smaller mm. and smaller to the point that they're just not there anymore. Then you go to a Target, they're not there anymore. They're just not in the stores anymore. What are in the anymore. aisles now? Like, you go to, what are people buying in, in Best Buy? I don't fucking know, Bless. Like, That's an excellent question. Yeah. Smart home stuff. And like, like workout stuff. stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, Do they still have like the camera section? That's still they around. have cameras, yeah. yeah. They have Legos now. What? It's like Wait, GameStop. Yeah, dude. It's Why? like GameStop selling Funko Pops, man. Uh, That's mm. how it feels. It's really, really Is sad. Best out Buy there. in trouble. I'm not kept up with Best Buy. I don't fucking know who. I mean, probably. But they announced yesterday, bless. Best Buy announced that officially, late this year or early next year, they're gonna stop selling physical movies. That's so messed up. Period. Not even online. Just gone. Where are you supposed to get these things then? I don't fucking know. Because Best Buy was the spot. Best Buy was like the leading place for in America, at least, for like exclusive steelbooks and all that stuff. And that's to the point of Tom Ivan here about there is uh, um, an audience for the collector's edition and the special things and wanting to kind of just own something you love. Even if you like, you can get it on streaming for free, for cheap, whatever it is. People still want to own this thing. And like, there's a lot of sickos like me out there that, that do. But they don't give a fuck. That, it's dwindled enough. Like I was seeing stats that it's just like, these like having them was losing them money. <laughs> like Jesus. they literally weren't making enough money from this shit. Is Games Target also all gone, or is that just like city targets and stuff? No, like, ta- the big targets, the two giant targets here, don't have Blu-rays right now. Fuck. Yeah, man. 
That's it's, sad. It's wild. Someone else was saying Barnes and Noble. I don't know what the bar- closest Barnes and Noble is. Barnes and Noble. There's one in Tanfran. Uh, oh and it, shit! And okay. it does. It has a small, but it does mm-hmm. have a physical uh, section, which I've been having to go buy uh, some recent movies there. And their shit is fucking outlandishly uh, overpriced. Damn. Like there's like retail, which is not how people fucking buy these things. So anyway, all that's to say. Video games are not going to be physical for much longer. I think that find much longer. Um, that I think that gets hard because of how generations work with games. But mm-hmm. I I think that there is a high likelihood that the next generation of PlayStation and Xbox do not have disc drives. Wow, there could I, be a way that it's an optional thing that you can buy it. I mean, that's what I think is going to have building in here. But I think I think the detachable disc drive PS5 that got announced. I think that's going to be the standard. I think by the time we get to the PlayStation Six. It is going to be a digital console, but you will be able to attach a detachable disk drive if you buy it separately. Yeah. Because I don't, I think you're right in terms of the amount of physical um, media for games is going to decrease substantially because you look at the sales of the Xbox One S, you look at probably the amount, like, I'll look to see the sales of the digital version of the PlayStation versus the physical version because, you know, I think that'll probably be very telling in terms of where people are at. But as PlayStation, as Xbox, you're making a lot more money on the digital side as opposed to like having to pay like all mm-hmm. these different third party a- aspects on the physical side, right? Whether it be Best Buy, whether it be all these things. Um, and so, yeah, like I think you have a reason to want to push the audience toward digital. Um, and I think the audience is just like veering more and more in that direction. But I don't think, I think we're still at a place where all digital isn't a viable um, way to, to, to do this for a, enough people. Like who like like we talk about the rural areas and people who don't have access to good internet and all that stuff. I think there's still enough of those people out there where you can't completely eliminate it yet. Maybe by the PlayStation Seven we can. But I think I think it's by the PS Six. I think that like for the the people you're talking about, I think with this is the tech and systems in place and like the way of the world. Like we can say all this all we want of like oh how are they gonna do it? It's like well how do they watch TV and movies? Because TV and movies don't give a fuck about them not having physical mm-hmm. stuff. That's all digital, right? And sure, like you like, look at games now, Alan Wake too digital yeah but you don't have to download 150 gigabytes to watch a movie yeah i mean you have to download a lot with the bitrate and stuff like maybe not sure. 150 gigs but yeah, like yeah. You're, you're cloud streaming 4k services or you're not <laughs> or or they're not you like, just don't the, have the, the ability to do that and so like, you I, don't i think there's a lot of people that probably don't like i i think there's enough people i think we're in the not minority necessarily but we are a, <laughs> we're an echelon of person that like oh yeah is doing 4k is like experiencing these things at the highest fidelity possible because we have the luxury to do it but i think there's a lot of people out there that are dude i'm watching this shit at 720p because yeah. that oh, is def- the internet, internet definitely that i have. are yeah. but i feel like that those people they're still doing that <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? but i also don't i don't think those people i think those people are also the people to buy uh, physical Right. I don't yeah. think, I don't know if those are the same people that are ready to go all digital. Yeah. With their games. I don't know, man. I, I think that the fact that we're seeing big games come out digital only, like huge games, wait. it's like, all right, like that to me is a telltale sign that they're like, yeah, you know what? We don't need those people buying the games because we, we're making enough up from the other other things. And if we just triple down on that, um, again, I'm very salty because I love uh, physical stuff. But again, I the game side of it for me, and you're right very privileged in a different position with this stuff like i prefer digital games i actually i can't remember the last time i played a game off of a disc even if i like had the disc i would try to get the digital version yeah to, to play that because normally the i don't SSD think i played installing shit all that like i don't think i played a playstation 5 game off of a disc i don't think I, I, I actually i have not the only game like the only game i put into my ps5 excuse me um physical has been overwatch so I can play Overwatch 2, which yeah. is kind of weird that that works that way. Yeah. That's, the only, that's the only way I've done it. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Sad time for me. But to, um, the point here uh, from Chris early about like people like the collector's editions, I feel like they're just going to keep going the direction that they have been recently, which is collector's editions that don't even have the game. Or it's just a download code. Like You're not actually getting the disc at all. I feel like that is the solution that gets everyone here exactly what they're looking for. Uh, and the consumers that actually want the disc, they're going to be like, fuck you. We don't care because mm-hmm. they don't care. And fortunately, nobody cares enough. We let this happen, everybody. And I understand it. I totally get it. I totally get it. I'm trying to remember why I put it in my Overwatch disc. Because that game is free to play. (laughs) (laughs) Was it a beta? Chad, does anybody relate to this? Do you guys remember putting in your Overwatch disc your PS5? Why did I do that? (laughs) It might have been, even though it was free to play, like maybe your account back at the time when you first have Overwatch was locked to the, like you had to prove again that you had the the, the, uh, 
disc. It might have been that like I just wanted to play Overwatch 1 and it was before Overwatch 2 came out. Maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Zasic in the chat says that there's a big difference because uh, with movies, the Blu-ray, the physical is better quality than the, the digital, um, but there's not a difference with games. That's not true. There is a difference with games. It's actually better digitally. <laughs> it mm -hmm. loads faster, the SSD and all that stuff. So it's like, it, it's an even better argument against the physical side of games where, especially these days with firmware updates, day one patches, like the reality of games now, you're not playing games on discs. You're just not. No, you're not. Like, not fully, not completely, yeah. not in the real way that, that it used this to This is just a key. Yeah. So, ah, story number five. EA Sports FC is getting a turn-based tactical spinoff. A what? Oh, yeah. This comes from Chris oh, Dolly yeah. and FBGC. Uh, EA has announced a turn-based spinoff game based on its EA Sports FC series, formerly known as FIFA. EA Sports FC Tactical is coming to iOS and Android in early 2024 and replaces the typical EA Sports FC gameplay with strategic turn-based gameplay, according to EA. The game emphasizes in-game strategies such as stamina and power play management. Matches are simulated with turn-based opportunities to defend, attack, perform skill moves, and make attempts on target, resulting in authentic football action like never before. The game will feature 5,000 real players across more than 10 leagues, including the Premier League, La Liga, uh, Bundesliga, Liga 1, and Serie A. I think I got those. You got them. Okay, great. Uh, EA Sports FC Tactical. <laughs> is that what they're calling it? I think it is. Yeah, EA Sports Fuck FC yeah. Tactical. Fuck yeah. <laughs> they should uh, call it tactics. Uh, we'll include a wide range of playable modes from online-friendly matches to intense online competitions, including rank matches, leagues, and guilds. Uh, train players to master high-skill moves, unlock perfect traits for deeper progression and customize your team with various items like stadium designs, kits, and balls. Uh, the game could be pre-registered pre oh, yeah. now on uh, iOS app store and Google play. Kind of cool. I love this. Honestly, I, as you know, I've been, I've joined a soccer league with Mike, unfortunately, <laughs> and other people. Cool. Greg, who is man. Let me, let me tell you, man. <laughs> Last night we did a practice. It was so fucking fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it so much. And like, I've I am starting to gain a newfound love for soccer slash football that like I'm I think I'm gonna play the sport forever. Yeah. I am I'm having an absolute blast. We did a we were like doing different practice drills where like cool Greg brought a bunch of cones because he just owns cones and we put down <laughs> we put down the cones and we had to like dribble the cones and then shoot the ball. Fuck yeah. Um Cool Greg's friend Eric, who did not sign up for our soccer team, mm -mm. we just we've just forced him to play. Good. And so he was being our goalkeeper last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking just, just just we had like penalties that we were doing, just straight up pelting this guy with the ball. And he was having a great time too. It's just been so fucking fun. But one of the things that I was realizing as I was playing last night is that I, I have I think I have a mind for like soccer strategy, but my execution is just so whack sometimes where like I'll go for a through pass where like I pass the ball. Um, it's like a leading pass where I pass the ball in front of my other attacker and they'll like, you know, go in for the last hit. And I'm like, man, I'm putting on too, I'm putting too much power into this thing. I'm not putting enough power into this thing. I'm passing right into the defender. And I'm like, man, I wish my execution was better. I wish I I wish I had a a an outlet to where I can only think about the strategy. The tactics of it all. The tactics of it all. And oh. guess what? EA Sports Tactical is Fuck here. Yeah, dude. I Let's love fucking that go. Um, Tim, I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through these different football leagues okay. slash soccer leagues. Love this. I want you to tell you, or I want you to tell me which country they are located in. Oh, no. God. So two things that I'm horrible at. Yes. So Premier League. Where do you think that, that is? Ooh, the Premier League. I mean, it's got to be fucking USA, right? No, Premier absolutely, baby. absolutely not. We are the MLS. We are the mm. the furthest thing from Premier mm. possible. Even mm. though now we have Messi, and so we're getting there. Okay. But Messi can't hold a whole continent on his back, a whole country. Okay. Uh, Premier League is in England. Okay, yeah. cool. La Liga. La Liga? Um, that's just uh, down the street from La Cienega Boulevard in, in Los Angeles. It's close. That's, oh, yeah? Spain. Spain. Okay, great. Spain. That was my second answer. I believe it's Spain, actually. Let me do mm -hmm. like that. Uh, next one is Bundesliga. Bundesliga. Yeah, which I might be mispronouncing, but... Hmm, Bolivia. No, good guess, though. Yeah. I, I see where you're going with that. Uh, that one would be Germany. So close. Bundesliga. Um, and yeah, double-checking, yeah, La Liga is indeed Spain, because that's where Barcelona plays. Uh, next one, League One. League One. League One. Um, oh. Spelled L-I-G-U-E. Oh, that changes League things. One. Um, definitely it is, it is, that is clearly the origin place of, of soccer, mm -hmm. of football, excuse me, mm -hmm. um, which would be, um, Canada. Mm. Well, we already went through the origin place, which is, I believe England. Mm. Okay. Mm. Somewhere in Europe. Mm. Uh, no, league one would be, um, 
France. Cool. I believe that's where French Canadian. Got it. That's Ex where I got. That's you're, where I got you're confused. Close. Yeah. Uh, last one is Siri A. Siri A. And uh, can I get a spelling on that? We go, I keep forgetting. League One is League Un because it's French. French. Mm. Un deux trois quatre. Ligue my balls. Ligue I have no idea. Serie A would be it's Italy. I'm double checking oh. as I say these out loud. But yes, Italy is what that would be. Hmm. So you're you learn something every day. Yeah. Yeah. There I did go. okay. You did all right. I did all right. Chat saying ah. Serie A. Listen, Serie I can't. I can't. I read all these things when I'm playing FIFA. All right. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing text you don't to voice. Listen, you don't listen to the, the, the people, the commentary? Yeah, but they don't always, like, talk about the leagues. I guess they do. Mm. I guess I just never catch it. Yeah. You know, They're if Blessing will ever sing. actually get educated and understand football, oh, yeah. that's so far away. If we want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would we look? You look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Do, 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 yeah. Out today, we got Lords of the Fallen on PC, PS5, Xbox, Siri. Alphadia 1 and 2 on everything. Cut the Rope 3 on mobile. You, For reals. The third one. Whoa. I didn't know there was a second one. I think they just skipped it. That's it. Just went straight to three. It was like when, it's like when uh, tech companies go straight to X. Yeah. From eight. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, skip nine. Yeah, Nobody it. cares about Who nine. Who cares? Uh, the Grinch Christmas Adventures on everything. And then Transformers Earthspark Expedition on everything. Wait, Tim. Tim, you're yeah. telling me the Grinch has a game. That's on every platform, including Switch, the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. True. The theories abound. Is Sakurai out of retirement? I'm more curious about this Transformers game. Yeah, what's what's going on with what was it called? Transformers Earthspark Expedition. Hmm. Cut the rope three. Cut the rope three. <laughs> Is that man? where we're at? That, what a throwback there. That yeah, was dude. like, wasn't that a thing like when we were in high school, Wes? Yeah, that was like an iPod Touch. You're playing that, Damn. dude. Barrett, you know how back at IGN you had to do guides and like record footage of you playing through a whole bunch of games? Um, yeah. L let me tell you about the month that uh, Sam had me working on uh, wiki guides for Candy Crush. Yeah. For a month. Yeah. Back when I was uh, intern at IGN, I had to do all the video guides for Cut the Rope 1. Wow. And it was wild. We put wow. in our time. Too. I was not good at that game. We, we so, put in our time. How were you not good at Cut the Rope? I mean, I was fine. But like. I say, I, that's such a straightforward game. Yeah, but okay. You got to do is cut the rope. Think about, this, think about this. What if I told you, hey, I need you to make video guides of the correct solutions, the best mm. solutions for one star, two star, three star. <laughs> for oh, okay. Yeah. Like, that's a bit exciting. I could play Cut the Rope. Mm -hmm. Can I for sure get three stars the right way? No. Disaster. In my head, cut the rope seems way easier than I'm sure it actually is. Because now, as I remember, it's just like, you just got to cut the ropes in the right order, right? That's all it That's was. all you got to do. That's all you got to do. Yeah, you know, it's Mario. You just jump. You just, that's all yeah, you, you got to do. Jump, you just got to jump. jump. Ah, cut man. the rope. Is this Transformers, Transformers Earthspark? Earthspark. Oh. Oh. Expedition. Damn, bless. Damn. <laughs> that, that voice said it all. It, oh. went, it went from being like, oh, this looks interesting to, oh, this looks, ah. Nah, back to the. Uh -oh. This seems like I, my nephew, my nine-year-old nephew, yeah. would enjoy this. I think. If we were still looks kids, like a kids, we'd game. be into this game. This looks like a kids game. That's not fucking Skywarp. Get the goddamn fuck out of here. Damn. Insulting. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I looked. Uh... Where are we at here? Let's freaking. Well, let's do you wrong. I'm sure we got everything right. If anybody wrote it about any football or soccer shit, I'm going to fucking punch <laughs> you in the dick. Let's see. Mm. No football, I can confirm. Yeah, chat's right. That game really uh, really soured uh, Tim's uh, day today. It did, man. That sucks. I was in such a good mood. Yep. Ooh, Sorry. I like this one from Bander SN. The top Skywarp's five. purple. The top five. Blue. Are we sure that was Skywarp? Was it not Bumblebee? I assumed it was Bumblebee. Well, that was Bumblebee. <laughs> Oh, the yellow? Okay. Then the guy that when it popped up and it said Skywarp underneath them? Oh, I missed out. At yeah. that point, I'd, I'd tuned out. I, was, I didn't care anymore. Uh, Bander SN says, the top five gaming companies by revenue. Number one, Tencent, $7.5 billion. Wow. Number two, Sony, 4.3. Number three, Apple. Almost double. Wild. Apple's number Apple. three, 3.6 billion. None uh, of us would have said that, but it makes sense. Microsoft, 3.2 billion. And then NetEase, 2.7 billion. Abe Roman says, go play War for Cybertron, Tim, and take back your mood. That would be a great idea. 
Get on it, Activision. Get on it, Xbox. Activision was the number seven at two point three billion. Good for them. Huh. Um. Murph Dad says Minecraft does not have any Microsoft or Xbox branding upon startup. Just the the Mojang Studio screen followed by the Minecraft logo. Hmm. But don't you have to log into your Xbox account or something? Uh, but Minecraft Dungeons does show Xbox Game Studios logo. Mm-hmm. So. Same with Psychonauts. Uh, on the other side, same with uh, PlayStation with MLB The Show. If you uh, boot it up on Xbox, you see the PlayStation Studio startup thing. Um, people are saying that uh, Tim's commentary about digital video games loading faster than disc video games was incorrect. Consoles don't play games from the disc itself anymore. The game's fully installed and plays from the hard drive. Uh, no different than downloaded version. Of I think the that game. was the point, though. Right? Yeah, exactly. yeah, that was the point you're making, is that yeah. like these discs mean nothing. Yeah, so. They're pieces of plastic. We're, if anything, we're fucking up the environment. Get rid of them. Fucking figure it out, dude. Everybody. God, that Transformers game ruined my day. Do you know what's going to make my day better, Bless? Seeing the trailer for the Grinch game? No, <laughs> I don't think so. No? Talking to you about Loki oh. on the screencast we're about to record that'll soon go up on youtube.com slash kind of funny. So you can check that out. Uh, this has been a very fun week hanging out with everybody here on kind of funny games daily. We will return next week um, with a host cast that looks like this Monday, Greg and me Tuesday, Greg and Tam Wednesday, bless and Andy Thursday, bless and me Friday, me and bless. It's going to be fun. Oh yeah. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. Prepare yourselves, everybody. Next week's going to be a lot. Yeah, pretty chill week, it looks like, on pretty, the calendar. Pretty chill Not week. much happening next week. Nothing crazy. Not a Spider-Man 2 coming out. Not a Mario Wonder coming out. Not a Blink-182 album coming out, Barry. Crazy. Crazy. And don't forget Sonic. Don't forget Sonic. Don't it's forget been 11 Sonic. years since Tom's when been When does Hot Wheels only come out? Is that next, <laughs> next week, too? <laughs> Fuck, that is, I think. Or maybe it's today. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Anyway, <laughs> till next time. Not, it's not on us today, so I don't think it's today. It's been our pleasure to serve you. <laughs>